when we're thinking about effective exercise is we need to focus on how that exercise can improve the way that our body works because that's what exercise does. Exercise is a training tool to help our body perform better. So if you were exercising simply to expand energy and you're doing things that don't like specifically target and benefit various aspects of your health and well-being, then that exercise is probably not going to be as effective as it could be if you were focusing on improving these important aspects of our health and about the way that our body works. Welcome to the Nutrition Science Podcast, where we help you cut through the noise and make informed science-based decisions about nutrition and your health. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Science Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Adrian Chavez. And in this episode, we are gonna be discussing how to get more out of your exercise routine. So I was talking to a client recently we were discussing exercise and just discussing getting more of it. And I could tell based on the conversation that her perception of exercise and her the way that she was approaching exercise was primarily focused on how to burn calories with exercise. And it's really important that you do not do this. And this is something that I'm going to talk about in this episode, why number one, Using exercise as a way to burn calories and lose weight is not a very effective approach for weight loss. It can help with weight maintenance. It can definitely assist with increasing energy expenditure a little bit, but it's really not a good approach overall for weight loss. And a lot of people try to do that, really focus on burning as many calories as possible. And also why shifting that focus from how much energy you're expending or how many calories you're burning during your exercise to performance and to outcomes that are related to your health are going to lead you to making much better choices when it comes to your exercise routine and your exercise habits. And I, I've seen this over and over again, and that's why I wanted to record a podcast on it because I've seen it with many, many clients. And this particular client reminded me that this is a very common mindset and I know that there's many of you who are going to get a lot of value from shifting your mindset on this topic. So first thing I want to talk about is why exercise isn't a particularly good method for helping to achieve weight loss. So exercise is, you know, we burn calories when we exercise. Yes. But let's say, for example, on average, if you're going about a mile, let's say you jogged a mile, you're going to be burning, depending on your body size, maybe 100, 125 calories. Let's say that you were trying to create a 500 calorie energy deficit. If you tried to do that by exercising and expending an additional 500 calories per day through exercise, what would happen in many cases? And this, this varies from, from person to person. It's going to largely vary based on some things that I'll discuss and based on some things that I've discussed in the energy balance episode in the past. But when we exercise, let's say you did 500 calories of exercise, so that's about the equivalent of four miles or maybe five miles of jogging or the equivalent amount of exercise through some other form. So many people like to do like boot camps and things like that. Those types of exercise classes, let's say you did a 60 minute boot camp, it was pretty intense. You might burn Five, 550, 600 calories. So that might be a way that you could potentially create that 500 calorie energy deficit. So you burn 500 calories with exercise. 
The problem with that is that many of us have what's called an adaptive response to that exercise training. So what we do is we increase our energy expenditure while, while we're exercising, but we adapt by reducing the amount of energy that we're expending throughout the rest of the day. So you're expending less energy while you're sitting around. You see me moving my hands, like for some people, they will do that less after they've expended lots of energy through exercise and they, their body will find ways to conserve energy when you do that. And unfortunately, it ends up meaning that 500 calories of extra energy expenditure through exercise may not equal 500 calories of extra energy expenditure in your day. The other part of it is sometimes, especially if you're doing intense exercise and you're doing 500 calories of exercise every day, which can be a pretty large volume for, for someone starting off, that is also most likely going to make you more hungry. You're going to crave more. You're going to probably eat more unconsciously, and it's going to make it just kind of more difficult for you to manage or create that energy deficit just through exercise because you're, you know, you're expending 500 more calories, but maybe that ended up being a total energy expenditure increase of 350 throughout the day because your body adapted and reduced energy expenditure throughout the rest of the day by 150 calories. So you do that and then you eat a little bit more. So you have a little bit more of anything. It's very easy to make up another you know, 200 of those calories. And it ends up being that you don't really create an energy deficit. Some of these same adaptations can occur when we reduce our calorie intake. And I've talked about this on the energy balance episode. So I recommend checking that out. I'll link that in the show notes. But we tend to think, okay, I exercise, so I move more, so I should lose weight. And, and there are many factors that can work against us in that regard. The other side of things is that exercise is more purposeful, is more beneficial. It has more benefits that we can gain from it beyond energy expenditure. And if you're focusing simply on energy expenditure, which a lot of people do, I've seen this, over and over and over again where people will run or they'll they'll do you know running or or boot camp classes or orange theory or you know whatever the case may be and they'll look at their watch and they'll say hey I burned 600 or 700 calories this this exercise so that was a good exercise and and the reality is I wouldn't consider that an effective exercise like an effective exercise shouldn't be gauged based on the amount of calories that you expend what we need to focus on when we're thinking about effective exercise is we need to focus on how that exercise can improve the way that our body works because that's what exercise does. Exercise is a training a tool to help our body perform better. So if you are exercising simply to expend energy and you're doing things that don't like specifically target and benefit various aspects of your health and well-being, then that exercise is probably not going to be as effective as it could be if you were focusing on improving these important aspects of our health and of the way that our body works. And what I mean by that is like strength, for example, cardiovascular fitness or endurance, balance, coordination, speed. These are important characteristics that are going to impact our quality of life. And along with that, when our body adapts, let's say, for example, with strength, when you build strength, you improve your muscles 
ability to, to utilize glucose for fuel. So that improves your blood sugar control. You're going to put on some muscle. That muscle is going to use sugar that it's going to suck sugar out of your blood, essentially, especially when you do a weight training session. So when you're doing that, you're building, you're building up your muscles ability to utilize glucose and help with blood sugar control. You're improving your blood vessels ability to deliver nutrients to that working muscle. You are improving the tendon and ligament strength because you're putting those things under stress. You're improving your bone health because you're putting your bones under stress. And a form of exercise that is focused on increasing strength is going to do all of those things as a result. And, you know, these boot camp type classes that many people do, or just simply running, for example, or doing some type of cardiovascular exercise, isn't going to have those same benefits. And so we want to focus on the main pillars of health in improving these, these characteristics of performance. So strength, cardiovascular fitness, or endurance and mobility. Like these are the main overarching things that are going to impact our quality of life. And if we focus on improving these things and we design an exercise routine that helps us get stronger over time, that helps us improve our cardiovascular fitness over time, and that helps us improve our mobility and reduce our pain and, and help improve range of motion of different joints so that we can move and pick things up and, and get around. If we're focusing on those things and improving those things over time, it's going to improve your quality of life and it's going to improve the way that your body works in such a way that it's going to improve your health. And this is where our focus needs to be when it comes to exercise. And I know that societally, we talk about exercise a lot of times, like from an aesthetic perspective or from a calorie burn perspective, but we really need to focus on how exercise is going to improve the way that our body works and it is going to improve our health. And when we're focusing on, on those overarching factors, when it comes to exercise, we're focusing on improving strength. If we're focusing on improving cardiovascular endurance and we're, if we're focused on improving mobility, that's going to lead to quality of life and health improvements. And how do we do that? That can look a number of different ways, but like cardiovascular exercise, this is just doing something that's going to elevate your heart rate for an extended period of time. And the reason that that is important is because when we do that, we increase the energy demands in our body and those increased energy demands teach our body how to utilize different fuel sources and tap into different fuel sources and and tap into body fat stores and take that body fat and turn it into to utilizable energy and these increased energy demands cause adaptations that that have a positive impact on our health these increased energy demands at the working tissues while we're doing cardiovascular exercise also lead to improvements in blood vessel function which is really important so cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular, and that, that means like heart and blood vessels, that's the number one cause of death is, is heart disease and diseases of the heart and blood vessels. We want to protect those. And one of the ways to protect those is to improve the way that our vasculature works. And, and the best way to do that, the best way to do that is exercise, cardiovascular exercise. And so it's incredibly important that we find some way of doing some type of cardiovascular exercise if, if we can't. I know that there are cases where people, uh, for various reasons, are physically limited. I completely understand that. But if, you, if you're an able-bodied human and you're trying to improve your health, 
and you're trying to get the most out of exercise and you're, you're engaging in an exercise routine, it's incredibly essential that you include some type of exercise that's going to improve your cardiovascular fitness. When it comes to strength, it can be, it can be a number of different things. It can be lifting weights. It can be swimming can improve like upper body strength as well. It can, you know, you can do a number of different things, but lifting weights is going to be the most effective thing. Like there's nothing that targets those adaptations as well is lifting weights. Now, if you work a very physically demanding job, let's say you're moving furniture or something like that, like you don't need to lift weights. But for the vast majority of people, the the way that you're going to build strength is going to look like picking up and putting down weights and doing that very strategically with a high quality plan, doing that in a way that is going to help you build strength over time. For most people, if you haven't lifted weights strategically before, and you've done like, you know, boot camp style classes and, and other things like that, lifting weights for one to two months is going to lead to massive improvements in your strength. If you're doing it strategically, like significant improvements, like you're going to notice how much stronger you're getting very quickly. And, and I recommend doing this under proper guidance and doing it with the right plan and and, and knowing that you, you know, just having the right expectations going into it, but it's going to massively improve your strength. You're going to notice benefits in two months. If you have the right plan, you're consistent, you're doing two to four days a week, ideally like at least three, and you just have a really good plan that's focused on helping you build strength, focused on, you know, compound essential movements, and you will get stronger and you'll get stronger very quickly. And those benefits will translate into multiple areas of your life. It'll be easier for you to pick up your kids. It'll be easier for you to carry groceries. It'll be easier for you to unpack your car on vacation. Like everything gets easier when you get stronger and you have lower risk of injury. You're going to have a better quality of life as you age. You're going to be able to walk up and down stairs more easily because you do lunges and other things that mimic those movements and you work those muscles and those muscles for you are very well developed and they're not atrophied because you haven't used them for your entire life, which is what happens with many individuals as they age when they're not engaging in resistance training. So it's really important that you do this consistently over the course of your life if your goal is to maximize your quality of life, improve your health as much as possible. We have to be incorporating as we can. And I know, like I said, I know there are limitations for everyone and, and we all have different circumstances and you know, there's so many ways to modify this and I'm not giving specifics, of course, because everything's individual, just like with nutrition. But it's really important that we're, you know, if if you're trying to improve your health and if you're engaging in an exercise routine, make sure that you're doing something that's improving your cardiovascular fitness. Make sure you're doing something that's improving your strength. And then mobility. That can look like just a little bit of stretching, lightweight, full range of motion exercises as well can be really good for that. But mobility is important as well. And this isn't something that translates as much into a clear health benefit. Like, for example, with strength training, there are clear, well-established reductions in chronic disease risk, increased quality of life and length of life that have been demonstrated with strength training and cardiovascular exercise. So these are really, really important. But when it comes to mobility, just in my experience and, and what I've seen, I'm not less familiar with this research because this isn't, I studied strength training and cardiovascular exercise from a chronic disease and health standpoint during my PhD. 
This was like part of the stuff that I was researching, mainly nutrition and lifestyle interventions for improving cardiovascular metabolic disease and in, in increasing you know, lifespan. But the mobility stuff I have found in my own life and with many, many clients, worked with over a thousand clients over the years, um, a consistent mobility routine improves pain and, and discomfort, like back pain, knee pain, uh, neck pain, all of the types of pain that many of us tend to experience over time, especially if you're exercising frequently and then sitting in front of a computer all day or sitting often or in different postural allocations that may not be quote unquote ideal. Many of us start to develop pain over the course of our life. I dealt with a lot of knee and back pain in my twenties. I started doing mobility work and I have felt so much better since then consistently. And I can lift more. I can get up and down stairs more. I don't feel knee pain when I'm driving after I play basketball. I can play basketball and never feel knee pain. And for me, that was just 10 to 15 minutes pretty much every day. Um, and, and I just go through some simple mobility routines. I make sure that, you know, I just kind of stretch a little bit, get into different positions that, that feel good, that feel tight, that, that feel like they need to, to be worked on. And I do that 10 to 15 minutes, maybe once or twice a day. And I do that pretty consistently. Now, again, I'm not an expert on this. I may have to bring someone on who is an expert on this particular topic so I can provide more guidance there. But for me and for many, many clients that I've worked with who I've just directed to different YouTube channels and things like that, I've seen a massive impact in various you know, types of pain. I had knee pain, back pain, neck pain. My knee pain was chronic. It was a decade long almost of, of chronic knee pain when I would play basketball, when I would do, I didn't even do squats for such a long time because my knees would hurt too bad. I had patellar tendonitis in high school because I played basketball. I, you know, I jumped pretty high and I never lifted, never stretched, never did any of that stuff to provide my knee the foundation to protect itself from those types of aggressive type of movements. You're jumping, cutting, running really fast and stopping. That is very cumbersome on the knee. And I didn't do anything, you know, from a training standpoint or, or from a recovery standpoint to assist with not developing those types of pains and injuries and, you know, injure my ankle multiple times and things like that. I dealt with that for a long time and I still play basketball to this day. I have no pain now. And that never was the case in my twenties. And now it's consistently the case. And the only, the main difference is I have implemented consistent stretching and mobility work. So I'm probably biased here from my own personal antidote. And like I said, I, this is one area where I'm not super familiar with the research, but in my opinion, this is an important aspect of overall well-being. And it's an important thing to include into your routine. It doesn't, shouldn't be your whole routine. Your routine should be centered around improving these other aspects of health, cardiovascular fitness, and your strength, because that's going to contribute to so many positive improvements towards healthy aging. But the mobility work, in my opinion, especially if you're someone who deals with a lot of pain, a lot of tightness, a lot of stiffness, and you don't stretch currently, stretching on a regular basis may be an absolute game changer for your life. 
Okay, so that's all I have for this episode of the Nutrition Science Podcast. So quick summary. It's really important to not focus your exercise routine strictly around trying to burn calories. It's much, much more important and it's you're, it's going to lead to you making choices that are going to lead to a better long-term outcomes if you're focusing on improving strength and cardiovascular fitness and mobility. And if you're focusing on those outcomes, focusing on getting stronger over time, improving your fitness over time, and you build a routine around that, it can look a variety of ways. That is going to lead to long-term health improvements. And it's also going to improve body composition in many cases over time, because as you get stronger, you're going to put on muscle. As you improve your cardiovascular fitness, you're, you're going to burn off fat by that type of exercise, because it does expend a little bit more energy. And if you're focusing also on your nutrition, and when it comes to your energy, focusing on managing your energy intake, as opposed to trying to expend a whole bunch of energy and lose weight that way, if you're just you know, very good about being dialed in with your nutrition, that's going to improve your body composition. But I highly recommend when it comes to exercise, focusing more on improving performance, on improving the way that your body works. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Nutrition Science Podcast. If you have found value in this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. You can leave a review elsewhere, but I don't see them as often as I see the Apple ones because that's where I see the podcast. And so we are nearing 200 reviews. I really appreciate you all and everyone who has left a review. The, the feedback is phenomenally positive and I really, really appreciate it. So I hope you all have a great week and we will talk soon. 